0: I'll be too nervous to. i probably be lost for words Hello and welcome to another edition of the DraftKings podcast. I lost of words I'm joined as ever by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello.
1: Hey, Tom. Another uh, week of heartbreak for me. Uh, benny on runner-up finish. Really thought. Who's gonna win? When he had that four-foot putt before, Grace Murray hit his. So, this is a day of mourning for me, but I'm fighting through it and just trying to work through the pain.
0: I think what we've just been discussing is a bit off air. Like Benny's not gonna get like a lot of negative attention. People are gonna be off like betting him and things like that. Like that was the first time he's been in contention in ages. Like I know he's been playing really well and really consistent. That's why people liked him. But actually, in the heat of the battle, it's been years and. As you kind of pointed out to me, like he probably makes that part of Grayson doesn't make the 37%. Yeah,
1: I absolutely believe truly that he does. I think he a guy just makes the it was 38, 40 feet, whatever it was, and that resets his equilibrium. All of a sudden, things are different. Now this is put isn't to win; it's just to stay alive. And I think it was just too much, too quick, and I think it got him out of his game, and he missed the putt. After Grayson made the made his putt, I knew Benny was missing. I said it out loud. I said, "Yeah, no chance now." Um, and it's the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you get bad breaks, but I, I do think he'll be back soon. I like him at Phoenix at Waste Management. I think I think we'll see him again soon.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be put off by him at all. I think that this is it comes a territory shorter putts like, and I think like the best players that we saw Rory did it on the other side of the pond. We Jordan Spieth does it continuously. Scotty Shepherd. like these things happen you just got to ride it out. You've got to base your picks and predictions or whatever you want to call them, um, DraftKings, bets, whatever, on the players and the substance of their game overall. Like, if you're worried about can he make the three-foot putt, you can basically assign that to almost everyone. Like, I know there's, there's better putters out there than, than others and things like that, but I've seen some of the best putters in the world miss terrible putts. Like, it just, it just happens. Um, Rory just did it, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, Rory's a decently good putter. I know he does weird things in moments, but they're normally weird course management decisions rather than putts. Like he's a good putter. Um it just happens. Like I, I would worry less about kind of missing four foot putts and make sure that you're a happy obviously it's gut wrenching, but like it was a good pick, the, the kind of the result happened, essentially. Like he was tied for first. It's, it's, it's what happens, right? Um Grayson, I think, made less footage of putts the whole round before that. I think he made like less than 40 foot putts the whole round before that. It's just it's just a freak result.
1: Yeah, I mean, another thing that's so frustrating is the way he was playing. Like, I thought he was out of it multiple times. He was completely spraying the ball off the tee. His approaches weren't good. He just was playing horrible. He was just finding his way out of every situation. And it's really frustrating because Benny definitely outplayed him. Um it was weird,
0: like in, in another sense, like he early on,
1: like wasn't he one of the ones that was like the only ones that was under par? Like, he had
0: um Keegan up there, and who I can't remember who else was in, in the running, right? But um, they were both kind of level par, and he was a couple of under, even if just getting it done, uh,
1: as opposed to looking good on the stat sheet, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, sh- tough one to swallow, tough one to swallow. And th- another thing that's tough about it is Grayson didn't really, sh- it's not like anything had happened in the past few months that we made made you think that he was going to win this event like you do all the research you have the right guys in the right places and all of a sudden somebody who i don't know where comes and takes it which is frustrating
0: well it was weird it was like out of like he had been playing well hadn't he on the corner for won a couple of times last year and it felt like if he was going to do it he'd have done it on the spot starts last year he didn't really get them uh played the rsm missed the cut like if he have played well at RSM, you can go, okay, well, this is a guy that's won twice on the Corn Very, it's won the PJ Tour before, but you've not got that basis to go on. So you go, okay, well, maybe he was just playing well on the Corn Fairy and it's not going to translate. I don't think he had any course history that I can think of. Um, otherwise, I feel like that would have flagged up at some point. So, yeah, it is just it is what it is. A, a capable winner at big odds beat a community bet. This just, it's just really is as simple as that. Um, yeah, yeah. And now we've had two long shots to start the year, and... An event that everyone loves long shots in at the Amex. Um we were just discussing the merits of that and whether you should be focusing on elite guys here or or the longer odds. And look, I think it's an event, the way I put it to you, is it's an event where long shots can win and, and that's why you people get excited about it, you can do it, etc. It's not like the century where everyone thought long shots can't win. Um but I think I, I don't think you go into it going I need to bet a long shot or I need to pick long shots in my field to make it out. Like it's great that you've got a bunch of guys in the seven and six Ks that you think can have a chance because of the type of event it is, but you do need to plant your flag. I think at the top of the board.
1: Yeah, I think maybe not the top, but I think just treat it like you treat any event. Some guys, you mean take a couple of long shots, sprinkle it here and there, but um, it's a birdie fest. And I think a lot of times that makes it into a putting contest. So that why that's why long shots are definitely live here. Um, but there are guys at the top who can win, like Rahm's the one who famously said it was a putting contest, and then he won it. He can win a putting contest. Patrick Cantley can win a putting contest. So, um, yeah, I think you just kind of do what you normally do.
0: Yeah, like you read it now, Adam. Like so, since 2019, well, let's go to 2018. So John Rahm, Adam Long, Landry, Siwoo Kim, Hudson Swafford, John Rahm. So Rahm's won it twice in the last six renewals of it. That's an elite player. Long beats Phil Mickelson in the playoff. Landry beats Abraham answer by a couple of shots. Seward Kim beats Patrick Cantlay by a shot. The only year where you really had two kind of non-elites I guess is Swafford beating Hoagie by two strokes. Um, yeah. I guess Abraham answer is not an elite, but he was a, a top player at the time. Like it's, it looks very different if that list reads Mickelson or Rahm, Mickelson answer Cantlay, Hoagie or Swafford, and then John Rahm. People think about it very differently, I think.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm just looking at guys who play good on the West Coast and can win a low-scoring event. I don't yeah. care, you know, big nope. names, not big names, whatever.
0: I agree. So, coming on to that then, let's look at the top of the DraftKings board. Uh, Scotty Scheffler right out in front at 11-4. Xander Shuffley, 10-9. Patrick Cantlay, 10-8. Sonjay M10-1. Are you going with any of
1: them? Yeah, I like Cantlay a lot. Okay. Uh, I think he's the guy who's going to be closest... Um, you know, to the top. I'm not betting him or anything like that, but I think in terms of the guy at the top who has the best chance and fit is most suited to play well here, I'm going to go with, with Cantley.
0: I guess people would question can he make enough putts, but he does in these kind of events, right?
1: Yeah, and I think he's a great putter overall. I think he just has his spots. He didn't putt well in his last start, but um, I do think overall he's a good uh, good putter.
0: And I think, it's, I think it's more, again, like people watch him and he takes a long time over the ball so people go, oh, he's not He's not a great putter. Overall, he's a very solid putter. I don't know what the strokes game putting off the top of my head for the last few years has been, but I'm pretty sure it's positive.
1: Yeah, he's a good putter.
0: Um I like Canley. I do like him. I think I think him can win this. Uh he's been very consistent at this event. He loves the birdie fest. Twelfth, tenth, twelfth, eleventh, eighteenth in the last five years here. He's a ho- obviously Missing that kind of real top finish, like a top five, which is something that you would look for in Sanjay Im to, to feel really confident. But second, 12th, and fifth, his last three starts overall, it's it's a time where I think him can, can certainly do well. And didn't he break the birdie record at, well, on the PJ Tour at the century? So he's obviously going low enough.
1: Yeah, in terms of just winning, though, for me, it's like I'm so sick of trying to make him... In a spot where he can win, DraftKings, I love it, especially when birdies are worth so much in DraftKings. I'm sure he scored a lot of DraftKings points at the century when he played. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that he led the broke the birdie record for the tournament and still never even once well, was it, even close this to winning. Is
0: what I said, like it's so sung jm yeah. to break the the scoring record and not even have a chance to win. Um, but he also got 135 and a half points at the century.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So DraftKings wise, I like to play. Um, I thought about betting him like I'm sure most people did but to me I'm out on that and that's for that reason where I just don't trust him to win I think he just right now hasn't shown that he can do it so
0: would you entertain a, a lineup that starts can't lay him and leaves you just under 7-3 for the rest of it
1: yeah I think you could you'd have to go pretty low in the 60s to get some other players who might have a chance to win but in an event where long shots we said they don't have to win but they certainly can I think that's fine what do you
0: think is going to be the most popular start? Like, I feel like Im and, and Tom Kim is going to be a popular start to lineups.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, let me just look right now at what we potentially could have. Um, and, you know, Scheffler always kind of gets ownership, too. He does,
0: and deservedly so, I guess.
1: Yeah, and, like, the thing is, his ceiling is so um, high. Oh, sorry, his floor is so high, where, yeah. like, even if he doesn't play well, he's still going to make a bunch of birdies and probably finish in the top seven and um, so I think, yeah, Zan, uh, I think you'll probably see Sanjay, the most popular guy up here. Um, and then Tom obviously will be too, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I could just see a lot of people going back to back on that. I think JT is going to have a big 2024.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. has he, pl- he hasn't played this, right?
1: No, this is his first time.
0: Okay. So I feel like it could be a good tournament for him. Um, California. He's is he? He's one Riviera, right? Or is he only
1: lost second to JB?
0: Second. So we know he can play California pretty well. Um, we know he can go low at his very best. He's obviously not been at his very best. We've seen glimpses of it in recent weeks or recent starts, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't know what you do with someone like Thomas
1: So for me, I I mean my my prediction article this uh, earlier this month came out where I my five predictions for the year. One of them was that JT was going to win three times. So I'm really high on him this year. I think he's going to have an awesome year. I don't think it's, I think he's going to play well here. I don't think this is where he's going to win. I think he's going to win Phoenix in a couple of weeks, yeah. but I, uh, I think you can play him, especially if he doesn't get much ownership. We're still so early in the week that I feel like the numbers are just so skewed. He'll definitely be lower owned than Tom and j No doubt about that. Um, I like him, but there's a couple of guys in this range where I like a bit better. Like, I
0: think he's in that weird price range, though, that he's not too expensive that you can't play him or you don't want to accommodate him. But he is expensive enough that people are going to go, well, I don't know, on his first start of the year and last time we saw him was in the Ned Bank. That doesn't really tell us much. Like, I I think I think it's a good opportunity to play JT at at a low opportunity cost.
1: I do, too. I I like him, especially the DraftKings player, because I do think he's going to play well. I don't know if he can win, but I do think... um... You know, because this you want someone who's going to be able to make a bunch of putts and go extremely extremely low, yeah. which he has done in his career at times. So, um, but West Coast Bird Fest, eh, I, I think I'd rather go somewhere else. But I, I like to play. I would probably almost attribute everything you just said there to Jason Day as well. Yeah, I bet him to win. He's um,
0: but like, but you would think Birdie Fest, Jason Day, no, right? And I think we had this discussion with him at the Century when I played him. Like, Well, actually, we didn't because we didn't do a show. But like, I think I had the same conversation with Brad that like, people won't see Jason Day as a birdie fest kind of winner. And, and I do get that. But he does like the West Coast. He is playing well. I think people are potentially a little bit lower on Jason Day than they should be still. Um, I think there was a there was a, a peak last year where people were going well over the top. Uh, I think we're through that now. I think people have sort of given up in a minute slightly since that win. But he was 18th here in just his second start of the event, and he was actually third at the halfway stage. I think it's a good chance, to chase the Day.
1: Yeah, I do too. I do too. I love him. Uh, look at the West Coast um, splits, putting splits of what he's th- what he did last year in the West Coast. I mean, it was unbelievable. He, let's see, starting with this event, and he doesn't usually play this event, but he played it pretty well. Yeah. Um, he went, I had it up a second ago, 2023. Um, eighth at, nope, seventh at far, uh, 18th year, seventh at Farmers, fifth at Waste Management, ninth at Genesis. So those four West Coast events. In those four, so he's the top 20 in all of them, top three in 10 of them, he yep. gained 4.9, 5.8, 3.7, 4.3 putting. So he's one of the best putters on the West Coast you'll find on the PGA Tour, um, and we say that he's not a birdie fest guy, but you know he fin- he won Byron Nelson at 23 under. That's probably what the winning scores this week.
0: This is the thing I think that's the perception
1: that he's not a birdie bird fest guy, but it almost feels like he's he's
0: changed his game a little bit. Like we had the conversation with Matt Fitzpatrick a little while ago, I think. Like I think they've kind of adjusted to this new age where you you can't be that guy, that just turns up to the Bay Hills and the Masters and the Opens, the U.S. Opens, where you can go kind of mid-teens under par. I think these players are realising they have to go really low. And you look, I mean, he won the PJ Championship at the peak of his powers at 20 under. He won the BMW Championship at 22 under. He won the Bayern Nelson, as you said last year, at 23 under. So he can do it. It's just that I think people look at Jason Day. And I think it's just because of where he's played well in the past, people think he doesn't um, go extremely low. But he won that kind of Grant Thornton thing, whatever that's worth, with, with Lydia Coe as well. So... Look, I I think it's Jason Day's season as well, and
1: I think this is a good chance. Yeah, and you know what? I I think one of these events he's going to win, one of the next four. I do think so. And I also think one thing that um, is important this week is Pete Dye history, and he's one of the best Pete Dye players in the field.
0: Yeah. I I guess people are just circling like Tory, right? That's what people are planning to do, and probably Riviera. They're just looking at those and going, like, it'll be a stronger field, it'll be bigger odds. Maybe doesn't yeah. work this week, and let, let's do that. But from a pure DraftKings, I think the same as JT, this could be a chance to get them at obviously still high prices, but to a point where relative to the field,
1: I think they're, they're decent value still. Um, I think it's a good number. It was better than I expected.
0: Yeah, I do. Looking at the 9K range, you said there was a couple of others you liked. Obviously, I guess Jason Day is one of those. Who else was it that you kind of liked in this range?
1: So I like Day. I also like... Um, I Like Burns and Fenow. Okay, you're gonna have to sell me on Burns, I think. Yeah, so Burns sneaky. Actually, you're
0: gonna, have to on, you're gonna sell me on both.
1: <laughs> yeah, Burns really sneaky good history here. Um, and he was 11th here last year, and that was off a century where he was awful at the century, finished almost last, lost four nine approach. Next week he comes here, he's 11th at AMX, 6th at Phoenix. Um, his Pete, his Pete die numbers are very good. Uh, he's a guy who i think likes the birdie fast can go can go low um and what else shriners he was 14th in 2021 i like that as a, as, as a comp um genesis he was 3rd at riviera in 2021 uh 18th at farmers 7th at Fortinet in 2020 i think he's kind of sneaky good on these types of easy west coast courses
0: well before we broke through like riviera was one of the places is pretty consistent, right? Like people just assumed he would win at Riviera at some point if he was going to break through. And I know that's obviously a slightly tougher test, but it's still California. It's still a thing. Um, yeah. I don't hate it. I I don't know if the bubbles burst with Sam Burns. It I could. If, I don't know if he's just peaked, but we haven't seen a lot of him, have we? Like, he's not played a lot. And I don't really care about the 33rd of the century is, I don't see that as a negative at four rounds under 70. It's fine. It's more the kind of we didn't really see a lot of him towards the end of the season. Like he he finished 90th at the Scottish Open, missed the cut of the Open, 14th for the Wyndham, pretty much essentially a missed cut at the, uh, the FedEx and Jude, where he's obviously played well in the past. Um, and then
1: 15th, the, the 15th for fourth is two decent finishes in the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, and I think I mean. I just think talent-wise, I mean, he's a guy who's on, playing on Ryder Cups and President Cup teams, and he's, I think where he is on the odds board, to me, was just like, uh, if he has it this week, he's going to be a really valuable number. And I think DraftKings-wise, same thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things that like, the, the field is certainly it's strong enough, but depth-wise, it's lacking. So once you get these numbers on these guys, it's not too bad. I, I think for DraftKings, I'd be slightly out but the bet. actually probably interests me a one, I think. I agree with that. What about Finau? I I don't know what Finau is anymore. Yeah, but
1: 2023 I, was
0: so bad for Finau.
1: It was, but one of the bright spots was this West Coast swing. Four in a row: 16th, 9th, 14th, 20th at those, these four events. He's a West Coast player. Um, he was in the mix here a couple of years ago when Siwu won. He was it was those two guys down the stretch. And he then, should have won
0: that, right? Like if I remember right, like he had. Yeah. I think I was on him that week. I'm sure he had a couple of missed short putts again. Like.
1: Yep. Speaking and he of, lost in a playoff, I think, to Homa at, at Riviera a couple of years ago. And I guess like when I'm saying he had such a
0: bad 2023, I mean he obviously won the Mexico Open. Like it, like it's a bit harsh. It's just the Mexico Open doesn't really kind of move the needle for me in the sense that he's probably only beaten one player, right? In, in um, John Rahm. It's just I just remember the majors really for Finau being probably the worst he's ever been. 26th at the Masters, 32nd at the US Open, missed the Cut of the Open. Like again, that speaks more to his talent than it does how bad he was. 72nd at the PGA. Like it's, if that's his worst ever season in majors, then that's pretty good. But it, I just don't know. I don't know where he is Finau at the moment. If he feels like yeah. a really good live candidate Finau the way he's going at the moment yeah it seems like it's,
1: it's still definitely a possibility i, I know there's some clock rumors today um so and i yeah i'm not i'm not told that he's definitely staying and i i don't know if that's impacting his game that's one of the things kind of holding me back but for me so my betting card I just kind of looked at day burns and fee now and they're all 35 40 and it's like yeah. just go with them and then one of them i think will get in the mix and i think they're all like just based on where they are in the field i think those are all really valuable numbers I think I need to stop with the, the the live thing. I think you just gotta give up kind of guessing it and yeah. Like,
0: you just gotta take it at face value until it happens because we spent so long thinking about players are gonna go and they don't and you spend no time thinking someone's gonna get like John Rahm and then all of a sudden he goes like it's yeah, I think it's unhealthy probably in the process. Fowler are we out on for now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I just don't he's pretty good history and I like him on the West Coast, but I just I don't know where his game's at and I'm done trying to figure it out.
0: Poston and Kirk both got good course form, good current form, so it's going to come down to the popularity between the two and how you play them, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think Kirk's. I mean, Poston probably will be one of the most popular guys um, in the entire field, and I'm just in a lot of that. He's, you know, you could argue he had a he had a um, disappointing week until yesterday. Yeah. When he was like, it
0: it, it definitely paints over a lot of cracks that final round. Um, but on. On the sheet, it shows up fifth and sixth the first two weeks of the season. But he was never there 68, 38, 39th after the first three rounds and then finishes sixth. Yeah, so exactly. I think if I was going to go to either of them, I'd go with Kirk because I think people will. People just don't think the Kirk thing is going to last. But as I said earlier, you know, before, I don't see any reason, <laughs> as you said as well, I don't see any reason why he can't just keep up the form. There's no real reason to suggest he won't.
1: Especially since it seems as if he led the field in the um, in approach last week, so yeah, I can see that. I don't think he wins or anything, but um, he could be up there again.
0: How many guys
1: do you think there is that you think can win? Do you, do a- anyone? You think,
0: do you think it just extends like so? A hundred players in this event? Or
1: yeah, that's why I hate this event. Yeah, it's tough. And, and I have a hard time. Hitting winners on events like this, whereas I think I've been much more successful in the big events and in the majors and stuff because you got those 20 guys who can win, then you can start building your case. And then with these ones, I literally think anyone can win. Like last week, like Grayson mario came and won. There's no rhyme or reason to why he won, which is just frustrating. It is. It is.
0: Let's let's go slightly less. So in the 8K range, let's just pick out the players we do like. I, I think I'm going to be the world's latest person and just jump on the Eric Cole thing.
1: Nah, fuck that.
0: (laughs) I'm going to do it. Like, I I just. He continually plays well. I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know why he's doing it. I have no reason to believe that Eric Cole can be this almost elite operator that he's been. But third, second, third, 14th, 13th, his last five starts, with no real suggestion that he's going to slow down uh, on a course that should, based on his previous outings, suit him and and when he played it last year open over 65 and finished 36th is fine I, I see no reason other than he's actually quite expensive for the player that he is to not go at yeah. it
1: yeah um i'm just not a cool guy and i get it i get it fortnight he was good shriners he was good two things that i'm definitely looking at for this week is but i just think just the narrative on him is he's so much better than he is and i um but I, but I think
0: that's like if, if I was talking about if we're talking about Cole at Phoenix, Cole at Riviera, Cole at Torrey, I'd be concerned. But it's Cole at the Amex. Like I think actually yeah. it's, it's one of those ones where he'd actually have to beat a decent amount of players. So it still looks like a scalp. But in reality, it's a relatively weak field.
1: Yeah, I know. I completely think that makes so much sense. So I, I get it. I'm not going to play him because I just I never have never yeah. will. And I I'm out. But I think um that makes sense.
0: I can't bet him. Like I can't bet him when he's in the same numbers as, as all these kind of major contenders. But
1: he's he's just interesting to me. Um, who do you like in the eights? So I bet Adam Hadwin. Um, I think cheap. You right. yeah, he's cheap. He's cheap for his his history is incredible. The last two years he's not as good, but he had from twenty, you know, nineteen twenty twenty one and twenty two. Those four years he would finish sixth, third, third, second, or something like that. Yeah. And he's shown that it doesn't matter the form that he's in. When he goes to these spots that he likes, he's good. So when he was he finished let's see. Um and Shriners is another one. I mean, I like the fact that he just played recently and finished second at Shriners. Um and then this place, let's see. The time where he came in second most recently, I want to say he the event before he was like fifty six yeah but like hadwin's
0: form so while you're kind of figuring it out he started with a 48th here in 2014 then went sixth, second, second third second and then i know he's gone off the boil a little bit but he went off the boil finished 32nd and then got better again 25th and 18th for the last two years so even when he's taken that dip he's improved it's weird like he opened with 48th from debut they went sixth and second improved right away third and second again so he's he's you know, found a level, and then 30 seconds, 25th, 18th, getting better again every year, and that kind of peaks and troughs in his own career as well. Like he's not had the best couple of years, really. That's that's a given. Um, but he has been flashing, as you said, at the Shriners and places like that, where we know he can play well. 14th, I think, at the Century is a really good result for him. I know he missed the cut last week, but he was actually in the top 20 after round one and missed the cut with a 72. Like it's, it was just tough scoring, I guess, and. I feel absolutely great about Adam Hammond. I think he's I think he's a bet and I think he's a play.
1: Yeah, he's my pick to win. And he was um at so twenty nineteen. Sony this is why I'm not worried about Sony. He finished fifty seventh at Sony and lost strokes on approach and then and then the next start the week after he comes second uh MX.
0: But he also last week, he was seventh after after round one in Strokes Can Approach and then just had a bad like a terrible day on round two. And I think he's
1: just due for a win, too. Yeah. He's been due ever
0: since rugby tackling. That guy rugby tackled him on the the Canadian Open. Um, Yeah, I love Alan Havid. So, completely agree there. And he's just cheap. At 83, it makes no sense to me. Um, Is Cam Davis going to be popular?
1: I think he is. I was looking at him. I just... I don't know if I can trust him. He's just so unpredictable. And he always seems so good. And he seems like he's this winning upside and all this stuff. I just don't know if he has a discipline to really contend.
0: I think he's so annoying.
1: Yeah, he is. Like,
0: like I because I've spent years basically saying Cam Davis is too short in the betting, he's not actually very good. I don't I think he's overhyped. He then gets the kind of win and you think, okay, I've got to kind of potentially look at that that opinion again. And then he just goes right back seventh, twelfth, seventh, and you think, okay, he's he's getting back to this kind of form again century didn't really do anything and then the one time he looks like he's going to do something he opens with a 62 at sony last week to lead after round one fourth after round two but he was pretty poor like 70 70 69 to finish i don't yeah i don't know how good he is i still
1: don't know i don't know either and people it just he seems like a fan favorite in terms of betting
0: but like hadwin again this just strengthens hadwin's case like hadwin we know what hadwin is like we know he there's a limited amount of places where he can contend he generally does that year on year. We know he's really good here, and he's cheaper. Yeah. So it's only a benefit really that for us ha- that the Davis is there, I guess, because it kind of takes some ownership away from Hadwin.
1: Exactly. I like it.
0: What about Akshay? No. No.
1: Why? Um,
0: I'm not saying I'm playing him, but I'm just curious.
1: I'm just not feeling him. I. Bubbles I, in I know. first. Yeah, I just think people liked him last week too a little bit and I just I I think right now he's just really inconsistent. Um he's I like, California guy, right? Yeah, I mean I've always thought like he's like a coastal island which where he's done his best work, but he did win that, that um course in where is it? Um
0: Napa, right?
1: It? Napa. Yeah, but I just actually Sentry he was pretty good. What did he do last week? He was good. He finished thirteenth. No, that's wrong. He finished. Yeah, no, 13th. Yeah, that is good. He's a good player. He's a good player. I just... um, What's he, play, what's he done here? Played here twice, missed the card. He was cut. young. He was young, really young. Like
0: sponsored exemption.
1: Yeah, he could be fine. I don't know.
0: I just this, did not feel on
1: him. This is
0: the first time he's played here where you'd expect him to play well. Like the other two times were just opportunities. Like, I do like what he's been doing. I, I always worry. I think he's very volatile because he's so young and I don't particularly like betting him at this kind of number because he always has to play well, but sixth in strokes can approach last week, 15th tee to green, and a, an event in California. I quite like it.
1: Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. I actually wasn't really thinking about him until now. My first gut was reaction was no, but I do understand the, the appeal there. And then a definite
0: no normally for you is Taylor Montgomery, but are we, uh. going, to, are we going to have to change opinion on him at some point.
1: Yeah, my question is, is this just a, a tease or is he really back and playing well? But if it is a tease and it only lasts
0: another couple of weeks, that's fine. Like he was fifth here last year.
1: And that was when he, well, he was playing pretty well at that time.
0: Yeah. Really like well. He was coming, wasn't that when he'd come off all his good corner fair finishes, went straight into the kind of whatever swing they used to call it. Um, and then now that's exactly what he's doing again, though. Like 16th at the Zozo, eighth at the RSM, 13th last week. Hit his irons really well. I think he was actually second in the field last week in stroke scan approach. It's if you want someone to make a bunch of parts, Montgomery's meant to be the guy. Um, yeah, I quite
1: like him. Yeah, he does make a ton of sense. I'm just so. I actually
0: think this 8K is really hard because I like those four guys: Hadwin down to Putnam, 838 to one, eight
1: I like all of them. I know they all make. Uh, does, I, I do. I do get it, but there's a couple guys that's in the high sevens that I really like. Um, I, I guess the one that I'd be be out whenever I had to be would be Putnam. Like
0: as much as he actually played pretty well for me last week and, and got a decent result, um, and he has got good form here. Is nothing better than the tenth. Like he's, he's six events and he, he always makes a cut, and plays pretty well, but his approach numbers were pretty awful last week. So maybe painting over the cracks for that tenth place finish.
1: I agree. I, I I think if someone took a quick glance, it would seem like a great play. But I'm I'm kind of trending towards out on him.
0: Final question in the 8K. Do we what do we do with Daniel Berger? Just avoid it until we see anything otherwise. Absolutely. That's, His betting uh, number is crazy. How is he 45 to one? <laughs> well, it makes no sense, does it? Like this is the Will Zalatoris syndrome again, isn't it? Exactly the same thing. Like people think, yeah. oh, he's he was a really great player before. They're going to hang a number on him, and some people are going to take him because oh, it's Daniel Berger, and he definitely could be great at forty-two. I mean, I don't think people will play it, and I think it'll go out to minus sixty or whatever. Um, I think people are way more keen on Zalatoris, but we were out on Zalatoris last week. I don't have any reason why we'd be in on Daniel Berger.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have any reason why. No. Cool. Good. I, I hope he does good though. Zalatoris, still no. No. Good. Not the spot. Maybe, maybe um, next couple of weeks. He's played well here, though, isn't he? He has finished sixth here. He's going to have to make so many birdies, and I just don't know if he's there yet. No, I don't know if he can actually just keep going and going and going the way
0: like that. Even I didn't like that kind of goal for him in the past, and I don't like it when he's injured. So,
1: um, let's go into the sevens. Who do you like in this? Uh, top of the seven. So, I've kind of talked myself into Alex Noren this week. And, it, yeah, it's weird. Um, that is weird. Yeah, It's not someone I've ever, I don't know if I've ever really gone after him before, but I like he was third at the Shriners yeah. in the fall. And then he's been playing well, second in Bermuda, almost won that event, 23rd at RSM. And then last week he was good again. He had a bad Sunday, but before that he's kind of in the mix going into the week. Yeah. Um, Rocket Mortgage, where we've seen, I've seen some leaderboard correlation with those two events. I don't know why, but he's uh, kind of another birdie fest where he, um, played well, and I think he's done some good stuff on the West Coast in the past. Six in Phoenix, Desert Golf. I'm pretty um, sure he's
0: played Riviera well before.
1: Yeah, yeah, all this kind of West Coast, des- Desert stuff. 14th here in 2020. Um, he seems like he's just starting to really play well. This is going to be this
0: week where I have to go against my gut on a lot of people. So Montgomery was the first one. This could be the second one. I'm still not completely sold, but yeah, he's been Second at Torrey and fourth at Riviera. So, we know he can play California. Second at Barracuda as well. Um, six in Phoenix.
1: Third in Shriners. So he obviously loves the West Coast. And then 14, 14th here. Yeah. He's playing well. I mean, just the fact that over the course of the fall, he has, what, a third, a second, and now 14th.
0: Starts to think he can win after almost Nike completely ruling him out in one foul swoop.
1: Yeah, I bet him in a 66. I think it could yeah. be a little sneaky little play.
0: Yeah, I like that. 7-8, good stuff. I love to Pendrith. I don't like Pendrith, but I love to Pendrith. A little bit like a Cam Davis saying don't think he can actually win, think he's uh, a bit more of a darling than he should be. But the fact that he's missed two cuts here in two starts, I think will put people off. But when you look at his actual current form of third, 15th, eighth and 10th, um, I think it's someone to look at.
1: Yeah, I have another guy here where I really like him, but he has bad course history, and I don't understand why, but it's one of those things where I think it could be course fit over course history. Is, um, it, is it Horschel? No, sounds kind of similar, though, but um, looks more like a female phys ed teacher. <laughs> Who is it? Bo Hossler. Yeah. I think people are in on Hustler for 2024 in German, though, aren't they? I mean, why is he not good here? He, he loves the West Coast. He's so good on all these other courses, good at Pebble, good at Shriners. He was, and then his fall, 7th at Shriners, 2nd at Zozo, and 15th at Mexico. And so he's he's played great. Um, Last year, he was 11th at Pebble, 14th at Waste. Not quite as good as here, but in, just all throughout his career, this is the 16th at Fortinet, 3rd at Pebble, um, all the best places he has on tour are like the corollary courses to this one. He just hasn't really done it here. Ninth at Farmers. Do we have to let
0: that tell us something?
1: Like if that he hasn't been good here.
0: Yeah, he's been that consistently good at all those others. And st- he, he was twentieth on debut though.
1: Yeah, but then after that, has been my 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 thought is, could it be he hates the pro am yeah, aspect hate, of it? Hates slow. Pro-am but he's aspect. been good at Pebble. Yeah.
0: Either hates that, or just doesn't like the birdie fest aspects of it, and just gives up pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, if he's not seven under on day one, he just goes, Oh fuck it, can't be asked."
1: But isn't he the type of guy who, like, so say he, he is contending, and you're looking at it, and you're saying, shit, I should have just ignored it and played him anyway, it just makes too much sense. Yeah.
0: I, I don't think I'll ever have regret <laughs> if I don't play Bo Hoster, I'll just go over it, I think.
1: I want to play him and take the chance. Cool. I like it. Um,
0: people are like Davis Thompson not his runner up last year what go no I don't know no what's Mitchell been like here
1: yeah 20- I thought about him
0: 22nd last year is that the only time he's played I think he can be interesting 22nd and 69th so he's obviously the 27th is what you've got to focus on but he seems to sneakily be kind of figuring things out
1: again yeah last year he had fourth at pebble fifth at genesis after this event
0: closed with a 64 in mexico finished 38th there and then at the century he was fourth after two rounds closed with a 67 as well played his way out of it on saturday but he's a west coast guy right tory
1: yeah i, I never really thought of him as that as he's always been good in florida right. um but yeah, I, I like him. I think he's kind of sneaky, and I think he is playing well. Is
0: he is he that kind of West Coast Riviera Tory type that just his driving helps him, and that's why, and he can't he can't do it here. Like, is that is that what it is?
1: I think it could be that, but I also think he's a type of guy who gets really hot with a putter. Yeah, which, which could be good here. I'm not um, making this up. Like, he has
0: played well at Riviera and Tory before, isn't he? Right.
1: Yes, yes, he has Riviera, multiple top tens. Night.
0: Yeah. And Pebble what, and Phoenix.
1: What's his price? He is seven, seven I think it's a pretty good price.
0: Like it feels different like he feels different to me than Rye, Dietrich, Schenk types. I mean I was on a bit of a Schenk train at one point, but like it feels like he's in the wrong place. Like he belongs with the Horschels and the Norrens and the Hosslers and all that sort of stuff, but not with
1: those guys, I think. Yeah, why isn't he listed? I'm, I'm seeing him not listed on mine. Oh, really? Wait. Um, did he withdraw? Could be
0: just wasting my time talking about it, but he's 7-7 on the app that I'm looking at.
1: On um, Phoenix national, he's not in there, but um, they're clearly taking a, a holiday today for MLK Day for some reason. So. Okay. Maybe he could have pulled out. There's, ev- there's every chart. That's just like in Mitchell WD. Okay, I'm looking at Rob um, Bolton. McCarthy, is out. McCarthy's out. Did you know that? No, I didn't either. But
0: that's fine because I did not really care.
1: Um, okay, so he's he's yeah. It does. I haven't seen anything on withdraw yet, so it looks like he's in.
0: So we think he's in.
1: We think he's in. I I like him. I think it's a good play.
0: Yeah, I like Mitchell. So then I think the other guys to potentially touch upon Hoagie Van Royen.
1: Cooch Taylor, Ben Griffin, and Bez Weedenhout. So I bet EVR at 110-1. to one. Yeah. I, I think this is his event. It is. I, th-
0: I think it's a great event for him. He was sixth here last year. That kind of proves it. It's how he's playing at the moment, what he's being good at. I don't really care what he did last week uh, at the Sony. Playing I think he was well top 10
1: in the approach last week.
0: Yeah. And then... Just didn't make the putts or just wasn't great off the tee. Could have been either one of those things. Um, Tee's green, he was 27, so he must have been fine off the tee, really. might have been around the greens a bit. It's, Yeah, I, I just like Ben and I think he's good. I think he's come back to a good level um, and he's playable all the time at the moment. Nick Taylor, I think, is someone that's not done brilliantly here in the past, but someone that I think should do well here. And that Yeah, that, I think that there's an opportunity for him.
1: Just real quick on E.V.R. He um, gained 4.8 on approach. He gained almost four on off the tee. He lost four around the green and lost two putting.
0: So, yeah, he's gonna win.
1: His uh, ball striking was great.
0: So Taylor has had a couple of like decent results here, like 20th, 33rd, 34th, but then nothing else. Like it's it's weird with Taylor, but I, I just think he's better than that. And as the fields get a little bit weaker, fourth and approach last week, um, 18th tee to green. I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm not a Taylor guy, so I'm out.
0: His history here
1: hasn't been as good as I thought.
0: No. Ben Griffin? Mm. No. He's playing solid, though, isn't
1: he? He is. I'm just done with him.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. 32nd last year on debut, third round 64. I mean, everyone should have a 64 on their card at some point during this event, to be fair. So it doesn't really mean too much. Any more that you want to kind of really flag on the sevens? I, I want to talk about Bez.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought Saw is a guy who on paper makes a lot of sense here, California guy, but he's just been really disappointing lately. Cage Lee, I saw some correlation that seemed like he's been playing kind of much, um, better lately. Decent Pete Dye guy. Yep. And, but, yeah, you can go into CBS. I have nothing really to go well, into Sam, detail Sam about. Sam Ryder
0: should play well here, but doesn't. Mm. That's a bit of a confusing one. But he's been playing great golf, 10th at the Mexico, 13th at the RSM. Pretty sure he's a California guy. But, Bez, it just feels like the number's actually right for once. Um mm-hmm. I think people are really hiring him an awful lot and shouldn't be. In the 2 starts series, he's been 40th and 11th. He was actually third after three rounds last year uh, but Zayden out. And then when you look at his current form, he was sixth at the Sanderson Farms. He was 56th at the Shrine, which is not great. We finished with 66th there. Uh, and then to finish the year in South Africa, ninth, 17th and third, which you should expect. Like That's not outperforming, if you like, but it he's playing well enough to suggest that's what he's doing. And then he's coming to a course that he played with that last year, and that makes sense. It's the sort of course that you should do with that, like right? wedges, plenty of putting. Um, I think this is actually the fit where Bazaine how makes sense for once, at 7-3 especially.
1: Yeah, South Africans did good here last year. Yeah. There's so three think, in the top 11, I think. So
0: that's, who would that have been? No.
1: Yeah, it was EVR, Seabez, and I forget the last one. Um,
0: DVR sixth, Bez 11th, Higo
1: 11th. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I like to play. I like to play.
0: Yeah, I like Bez a lot. And then the other one that was in between those, Matthew Schmidt was tied sixth. we forgive him for last
1: week? His own weren't good. No, I'm out on him. Okay, but the one guy I like at 7k flat, yeah, and, uh so. Hudson Swafford won this twice. The guy who reminds me most on tour of Hudson Swafford is. I know, I know it's gonna be. Boo. Kaziah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's playing. He's starting to play pretty well. He. Let's see. What has he done? He. Well,
0: just quickly, while you're looking at that, like, I for me with Keziah, like he's the player, and I always say this, about when it's just off-field injuries and things like that that, that halt your good play. I like it when I see Zion straight away that like, he's obviously injury free again now and his form is showing that. And that, again, he only has limited places where he can play well, but this would be one of them.
1: Yeah, it is one of them. Last year he was 76th at Sony and then he finished 11th here. Yeah. Uh, and then. We'll 22nd see, else? before that.
0: So last three years got better. 53rd, 22nd, 11th.
1: He likes, yeah, he likes the course. He likes the course, and he's like a guy, kind of that random player who I do think has winning upside if he gets in the mix. And he's kind of one of those long shots who I think has just that spike potential. He he is Hudson Swafford, isn't he?
0: Like it wouldn't yes. it wouldn't be much of a stretch to say it's the same person. Uh, two wins, obviously one. The two wins are two very similar wins in in Mexico and Hawaii, but. It's the time of year as well. It's that kind of swing season where people are a bit, a little bit rusty or a little bit exhausted. He kind of seems to thrive, I guess, and maybe that's course dependent or whatever. But I'm trying to think what else he's ever done in the West Coast. I don't think it's great. Like, I don't think there's anything alarming apart from what he's done here.
1: No, but it's just yeah. Fortnet second, Shriner second, 2016 and 2015. So that's great then. He plays Shriner's great actually fourth in 2017. Um, Farmers Tory has an eighth in 2016, in the 11th here. So yeah, I think he's. Um, I, I bet a 275 to one. Yeah, on he, he's that. He's that long shot that can win. Like, he's that one where you go, ah,
0: oh, like kind of makes sense. He was playing well in the, in the build up, and he's won these random sort of events before. So yeah, I like it. Um, there's there's more in the seven Ks, but I... Well, if we touch upon everyone, we'll be here all night. Um, Ekro, Brandon Wu will all get kind of looks. Um, ben Coles did OK last week, but he's only missed a cut here once, so hard to already plant a flag on him. 6Ks, who, who impressed you last week from the kind of European contingent? you got like kind of the McIntyres, the Bjorks. Um, I think Pavon was slightly above. I think he was in the 7Ks, wasn't he? 7-2. Any of those guys kind of on your radar now?
1: Um, no, I think the last Kazire in the seven Ks is where I'm gonna go. Cool. Um high sixes. Um you get Carl Wan back there again. Um Harry Hall was good in approach last week. Pretty good putter.
0: Has he done well here in the past? I feel like he has.
1: He has. One of the courses he went really low at.
0: Yeah, so he's been he's only been forty seventh and forty first, but he shot 65 in round two, 67 in round four. I think that's okay. He strikes me as a type that can just get off to a fast start and potentially falter a bit, but a fast enough start that he kind of hangs around.
1: Yeah. Um, Adrian Dumont, HSR, who I like, but last week we didn't really think it was a good fit for him, and we were right. He came, I think, pretty sure he came in dead last. Um,
0: Seamus Power, same situation.
1: He just sucks.
0: <laughs>
1: I tried to talk you out. Yeah. It At work. least he made the cut, though. Um, but he does suck. Uh, Vegas won here back a while ago. That was when it, was. That when it was like still five rounds. Yeah, the Bob Hope or whatever. He had yeah. he's sixty six hundred. Um, I think it, I think he's one that needs a bit of time. I don't think he's
0: he's back yet. Um, why did Damon finish so poorly last week?
1: Because
0: didn't I think he just strike it quite well?
1: Yeah, I think he just couldn't make any putts. Yeah, he was eighth in approach. So
0: not entirely against, he was only third tees screen overall I'm not entirely against running it back with someone like him. The, the only thing is there's necessarily any history to suggest that he'll be suddenly good here, but it's just a guy that I think can win these sort of events. So he's pretty laid back, wouldn't mind the pro am the slow rounds, etc. It's Three miscuts out of three though.
1: It's tough. Yeah. He was horrible putting last week. So he gained four strokes on approach, but could you play him? Yeah, maybe, but I'm, I'm a little kind of sour, starting to sour on him a bit. What about Merritt? Terrible. Yeah. Here. Terrible here actually. Like just misses the cut every year. Yeah, that's a bit odd. It's weird. Um, what did he do last week?
0: Did okay, like top twenty-five last week. It's kind of what caught
1: my eye because
0: that's like the third time this season, like seventh, ninth, and twenty-fourth already this season for this
1: kind of start of the whatever that swing was triners he was bad yeah i don't know i don't i think he just i don't really think he has many good finishes on the west coast
0: yeah just not good that's fine we can skip him i think like people think our long shots and you're going to get into the six k's i don't think it is i think it's the long shots in the seven k's you can focus on i don't think you need to spend too much time down here i think you're really really scraping the barrel in these six k's now um Jez? I mean, he's been bad, right? Yeah, I was just looking at him. And then Andrew Novak hit the ball really well in round one, I know, because I picked him first round leader and then just didn't do anything with it. Um, what about Norman Zhong? Wasn't he like going to be an absolute legend at one point? Didn't do it, and now he's finally got back to the big stage? Like, is he a guy? Mm.
1: Did
0: he play last week? Yeah, he missed the cup. No, he, didn't. no he made it on like he
1: finished 79th, so he made it. But... Nah. Paul Barjon, wasn't he in the mix here last year?
0: Paul Barjon. 63.
1: Yeah, two years ago, 10th. Uh 54-hole leader. Yeah, yeah, I remember he was looking at the final group. He was bad, but he's uh, he's cheap. Uh, but no, I agree with you. I think my play is gonna be in the 7Ks. I'm not gonna force anything down in the sixes. I don't really like the range very much.
0: Barjon did win the Tour Championship. Oh, Called cool. the very Tour Championship, I should point out.
1: They meant the regular one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, Adam Long's won here. He's 6,600.
0: I used to actually love Adam Long. I used to bet him all the time. Um, come back to a bit of life at the start of the... the I can't, I can't I keep saying start. It's not the start of the season anymore, but like the end of the last swing, whatever it was. 35th at the Sands and 35th at the Shriners but we was living yeah. for the halfway. 23rd in Mexico he's 12th after 54 holes even though it's a different course for him for the first time and then 13th in Bermuda, he's 11th after 54 so it might be long long might be the one
1: to like, yeah.
0: play someone down here I mean apart from seems, the actual win he's been terrible here though right
1: he seems a little too cheap I mean yeah but I mean he won he beat Phil here He's going got to count for something right
0: He went. He, he's won then got miscut cut 6-9 missed cut missed cut which is jarring for anyone that bet on uh, yeah it is but 66 is cheap just because of the form that he's been showing Like i think you would play him without the winning course history like if you just had like a 25th or a 30th in a party, like, oh yeah adam long's been back okay
1: yes yeah i
0: agree um zach blair good prime partner good approach numbers last week are there to be believed but i think that's really it like i think we're really just naming names at this point um mm-hmm. Let's nail down our real final favorite picks for it. So in the 10K and above, you're planting your flag. Patrick Hanley. going to win or just do you think he's the most solid player at the top?
1: I hope he doesn't win. Um, I think you're going to have to beat him, which I think is doable. But I think you're going to have to beat him. I think he's going to be the top guy who's there.
0: Sung James is going to make the most birdies ever for a second since the week and then lose. Uh, Finish 14th. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like those. In the 9K range, I think we're both kind of interested on Thomas and Day. Yeah, I, you're more in on Day.
1: Yeah, for me, it's going to be Day, number one, and then I'm secondary, I like Finau. Yeah, I'm going to go with Thomas and Kirk. I think Kirk
0: can carry on. I think people will be put off thinking that he can't. The 8Ks, I just love everything from Hadwin down to Montgomery. Hadwin, Batia, Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say Hadwin. Hadwin is my pick to win the event, so he's the guy I like the most. So let's start building a lineup here. Let's put this together. So Cantley. I'm fine skipping Cantley if you want. We can double up in the nines.
0: So what about going Day Burns or Finau? Finau. Okay. In the eight Ks, Hadwin.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, are we doing the Montgomery thing? Yeah. Okay, so then we've got just over 7,300 left for two others, so let's get into those 7Ks. We can obviously play a bit more expensive one if we want to. Do we, are we doing the Norrin thing, 7-8? I want to play Noran, yeah. That leaves us 6,900 for the final pick, so we're going to have to go into that range we sort of advised against. All, um is that, is that where we go long? Yeah, long. And give some give some money on the table 300 left
1: 300 or, or either that or we um pivot off of um Montgomery. Fina, or fina or and go low, a little bit lower cuz you didn't really love now, did you
0: No we, if we could take out now, we can go for
1: Kirk Kirk and then then that gives us the ability to play that guy that someone really like at 7 like Desire Yeah Desire 7 flat
0: because that's 200. So that would be Day, Hadwin, Kirk, Keziah, Montgomery, Noron. Yeah. It looks gross to me, but I think that's what this event is. Well, yeah, read all the leaderboards over the last
1: seven years, and you'll probably see something pretty similar.
0: The other thing, I guess, is that you just go the one 9K guy and just look at Jason Day and Hadwin as your two winners and, and get someone else high up in the 8s. I guess. But I don't know who I'd really pivot to to do that. So it doesn't really matter too much.
1: Gives you you a better really call.
0: I I just want to get Bez in there somehow. <laughs> like I feel like there's the one time I actually like Bez.
1: What is he, 73? It's 73,
0: which means that... What could we do? We could...
1: Get off Noren.
0: Well, you could get rid of... But now you could go... So you could go Day, Hadwin, Montgomery, Noren, Bez. Yes. Leave yourself 8-9, which means you could have Cole... Davis Clark. It's just such a tough spot because it's annoying. You're just a hundred dollars short of that Kirk. It would be really nice. Like if you could just go, if you could go Day Hadwin Kirk Montgomery Noron and Bears, I'd feel really solid.
1: I mean the thing with Cole, I mean, I think Cole can do well and make a lot of birdies and finish in the top fifteen. I just don't think he's going to win. So I think drafting wise, he's fine. So we could do that. We could yeah. Go. And then who is the guy that we wanted?
0: So that leaves us: Bez, Cole, Day, Hadwin, Norrin, and eighty-two hundred left. Montgomery. Yeah. So, like, do we believe that Bez can win this tournament? Yeah. Cole. Yeah. Day, obviously. Hadwin, obviously. Montgomery and Norrin. Like, we we feel good about Norrin. I think that's the thing. I like that. That's the lineup. Um, yep. I agree. I don't think we need to go too further into that. Matt, good to be back in the saddle. Unfortunately, Benny didn't do it last week, but close again. Uh, good start to the season in terms of kind of working things out and and finding the process. I guess it's just getting that winner over the line now. Yeah, let's do it. Which is ridiculous. It's only our second start of the season of this
1: show. So second, second, and second.
0: Yeah. So let's do it. Let's get the winner. Let's let's find that in amongst that line that we just played and uh, make some money this week.
1: All right. Oh, Matt. Good.
0: One more thing. Where uh, I saw some tweets today about youtube and whether we're on there obviously we're not currently and that's how you answered definitely something weird we've talked about me and you um in the past definitely open to it uh looked into it a couple of times i think about doing a little bit of youtube to kind of go through the processes of, of how it gets better and things like that And me and matt can do one together and screen sharing and things like that i think that's a an interesting thing to do so i think potentially a summer uh, experiment i think maybe once kind of a couple of things like just work and 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 university and things like that to kind of get through uh, but I think definitely in the, in the months to come it's something we're going to look at together
1: Yeah absolutely, I mean you produce the show I just show up so I'm ready when you are Good, let's, let's do that That's positive,
0: I like that Matt um, YouTube to come soon then